0: This morning's reflection is about faith. And beginning with a quote from Henry David Thoreau from his book called Faith in a Seed Though I do not believe that a plant will spring up where no seed has been, I have great faith in a seed convince me that you have a seed there and I'm prepared to expect wonders recently I received uh, seeds for my or from my favorite gardening catalog and they've been sitting on the dining room table waiting for the sustaining warmth of spring before I put them into the ground. I've been growing vegetables and flowers for many, many years, and still every single year a sense of awe and faith arises as I observe the tiny seeds in my hand and then very carefully put them into the ground. Awe in relationship to the mystery that these tiny dots do what they do. And faith, based in many years of experience, that at least most of these tiny little dots will eventually burst out of their tight little cells and grow into lettuce or beets, cucumbers, sunflowers, etc., So I've been considering faith. What is it? Where does it come from? How does it work? What's its role and relationship to the teachings and the practices as taught by the Buddha? Is there a difference between faith and belief? And if so, what's the difference? Faith in what? In Who? As I briefly mentioned last in last evening's Dhamma Talk, in the Buddha Dhamma, faith is a wholesome and beautiful mental factor that develops and blossoms through our practices of concentration, mindfulness, and metta. And it's the first of five spiritual powers that feed and strengthen our practice. The other four being effort, energy, mindfulness, concentration, and wisdom. Faith, sadha in Pali, controls doubt. It provides the element of inspiration and aspiration, steering the mind away from the quagmire of doubt. And it settles the heart, it settles the mind, into the serene trust in the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the Sangha as the basis for the practice of liberation. So one aspect of faith is that it's a wholesome power. It's a strength. The literal translation of the Pali word sadha is to place the heart upon Consequently, faith encompasses trust and confidence and courage, strength, devotion, and clarity. My Israeli students have told me that the root word of faith in Hebrew is actually a verb. They told me that it's not something that we have, but it's rather something that we do. So another aspect of faith is that it's a verb, it's an action. To connect from the heart, to place the heart upon. Our willingness to embark on the journey, to open to the unknown. The Buddha Dhamma understands three levels of faith. The first being blind faith, which happens or can happen maybe when we encounter something or uh, someone that deeply inspires us and maybe we feel a degree of brightness and devotion and maybe love in relationship to that person. This type of faith is often based in some kind of a dependence in this someone or something outside of ourselves to make us feel good. Consequently, it's really not sustainable. And it may not be rooted in wisdom. The second level of faith is called verified faith, which is rooted in a confidence born of our own wise reflection and our discriminating wisdom, as we connect to and investigate our own direct experience. So, for example, we may have faith in the ultimate truth of anicca, impermanence. And not really because of what we've heard about it or read about it, but really... The faith, the deepest faith, comes from our clear, our own, very own clear observation, our investigation, and our reflection, and the intuitive understanding that arises out of our focused, mindful attention to our experiences of our own body and mind and heart. The third level of faith is really a great power, and it's called unshakable faith. And it's rooted in verified faith. As we continue developing our meditation practice that evolves toward the blossoming of concentration and clear mindful awareness and understanding, insight, we begin to touch a kind of unfettered faith in the incredibly vast potential that's available through our practice. unshakable faith is rooted in staying open and connected in the experiences of the moment. Open to the truth beyond the realm of our often tightly clung to conditioned, habituated ideas and opinions and beliefs and Various interpretations and feelings. This path of concentration and insight and the overall path of awakening asks a very deep and profound willingness of us, a willingness to open directly to our experience, directly and intimately to our experience to open the heart and the mind to the mystery of experience. So as we travel along this path, we actually need to rely on faith. This is not a path rooted in belief. If we meet our experience with a set of beliefs. We're involved in a process then of perceiving and interpreting experience so that it conforms to our various learned, habituated patterns of thinking and our learned, habituated patterns of acting. Which then leads us on to react these habituated ways of thinking and acting again and again. So faith is willingness. Willingness, confidence, and trust in our our own potential, our own potential for waking up based on direct experience, not on beliefs. Waking up out of ongoing dissatisfaction, out of maybe feelings of incompleteness, of feeling separate, and being disappointed. As we learn to live our life grounded in an open, kind-hearted, and focused, mindful presence, we access faith with the very real possibility of waking up into the spaciousness of open-hearted presence and ease of being with things just as they are, however they are inside us and outside us. There's a great vitality in a life that's grounded in our capacity for a clear focus of mindful attention. As we gently and patiently hold the seeds of the Buddha's teaching in our heart, they develop and grow and blossom into the beautiful and liberating fruit through our diligent practice. And closing our reflection this morning with an excerpt from a book by Barry Lopez, uh, the naturalist and author Barry Lopez, called Arctic Dreams. I bowed to what knows no deliberating legislature or parliament, no religion, no competing theories of economics, an expression of allegiance with the mystery of life. (coughs) I held the bow until my back ached and my mind was emptied of its categories and designs, its plans and speculations. When I stood, I thought I glimpsed my own desire. The conscious desire is to achieve a state even momentarily that, like light, is unbounded, nurturing, suffused with wisdom and creation, a state in which one has absorbed that very darkness which before was the perpetual sign of defeat. Whatever world that is, it lies far ahead, But its outline, its intimation, is clear in the landscape. And upon this, one can actually hope, we will find our way. I bowed again, deeply, toward the north. I was full of appreciation for all that I had seen.